0: You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so, so high right now. Anything's possible.
1: Oh, my mama. on oh my mama made it, Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot fade away. This is the best Celtics podcast day to day. Excited about it like when Tatum play a Jalen on the breakaway, or Kyrie when he make a trade And nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV So in-depth that after you play it, you got a repeat So in-depth they might do an hour about the D-League So in-depth you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie Yeah, Corralis, Packard, and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring And well wishes go to Gordon Listen after every game, it's very important, Millie.
0: Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast. Here on the Locked On Podcast Network, thank you for making us part of your daily routine. We're here for you. Whatever it is you're doing, wherever it is you're going, thanks for taking us along with you. We are the Rain and Jays. Normally, somebody else is with me, John Corrales, Jay King, and Sam Jam Packard, taking the night off because I spent the night talking to Sean Devaney of the Sporting News Talking about his reporting, his sources reporting that the Celtics have a interest in Mo Bamba out of Texas, and they have interviewed him at the combine, and they may be willing to make a deal to move up in the draft. We talk about that. He also had a piece earlier this week on the Sporting News uh, about the Celtics offseason and what might be happening, whether a trade is inevitable somehow, even if it's not necessarily moving into the into the lottery in the draft. So we get into that. Uh, I will play that for you shortly, but first I want to talk a little bit about a little bit of breaking news that the Celtics said tonight that uh, Gordon Hayward had successful surgery. Now I get the report on Twitter that it said Gordon Hayward and Aaron Baines each underwent successful surgeries today. Both are expected to make full recoveries. And I said, Oh shit, what did he have now? But it's actually good news because the plate and screws that were put in place to kind of hold his ankle together after the injury, those have come out. So that is a big, big deal for his recovery. That means his ankle is stable enough to hold his his weight under under its own weight. So he's now taking a next step in his recovery. That the screw and the plate were always going to have to come out at some point. So uh, they, on top of everything, uh, were causing irritation to the tendons, much like the Kyrie Irving uh, wire on his knee was causing irritation. So it's so funny; these guys are such high-level athletes that something like you know you or me might get. Sorry, I'm assuming you're not an NBA player, but if hey, if you are an NBA player, hi, how are you? Thanks for listening, but. Those little things actually end up irritating them. But regardless, uh, Hayward got the plate and the screws out. So he will go back to uh, basketball activities in six to eight weeks. He will be at full strength. And that's the key, key line. He is expected to be at full strength for the start of training camp. Uh, additionally, Aaron Baines... Uh, had surgery to fix a broken nose. He suffered that in game six, which is kind of funny because Aaron, I didn't realize Aaron Baines broke his nose in game six until they said something in the exit interviews. So Aaron Baines is a tough guy. <laughs> he go, broke his nose and no one even really noticed it. Usually when you break a nose, people kind of see the fact that you've been hitting the nose. So uh, he's going to be out for, Two to four weeks, and then he'll be back to his own basketball activities. But luckily, those two to four weeks recovery will probably be either back home or at some tropical location. So I'm sure he'll be just fine. So great injury news for the Celtics. Uh, the Gordon Hayward, man, that's that's a big one. So that's good. The, the Celtics are going to be back to full strength to start the season. Uh, Gordon Hayward obviously will be back. Kyrie Irving will be back. We know that these guys, the young guys, uh, Terry Rozier uh, is a question mark in whether he will be back on the team because he is one of the targets that could be discussed in a trade. So we get into that. Sean Devaney and I had a long conversation about all of that. Again, he talked about the potential for – uh, a trade on draft night, a potential for just a trade in general. We get into Marcus Smart. Uh, we get into a lot of stuff regarding the Celtics offseason. So here is my conversation with Sean Devaney of the Sporting News. Okay, Sean, first of all, thank you for joining us. Uh, always so generous with your time. We really appreciate uh, you, you joining us again. Hey, thanks for having me. So you put out a couple of pieces this week. One, tell me if I'm characterizing these uh, wrong here. One, (laughs) sourced information about the Celtics' potential uh, for trading up, and one a little bit more speculative about the Celtics and their roster makeup.
1: That- yeah i i i think that's fair to say just uh one was just so, something i've done really for uh every team that gets eliminated in the postseason just taking a look at what what is likely to happen or what their choices are uh you know heading into the pla into the uh uh into the off season uh and then uh, one was uh more specific about uh uh what they might be able to try to do uh uh here in the draft that's going to be uh just three weeks away, believe it or not.
0: I know. It's it's odd as someone who covers the Celtics to all, to have that creep up on you so fast. It's been a little while since the season ends and you get right into draft coverage. But let's start let's start at the beginning. Let's start with the first piece with your off-season outlook. Uh, and the headline says it all. So much talent on the roster is a trade unavoidable. And so we'll set it up with the Celtics are getting Gordon Hayward back in the breaking news, quote-unquote, tonight that – Gordon Hayward underwent surgery to remove the plate and the screws. So that's great news that he's going to, that's done. And his bone is healed enough. His ankle is healed enough that he's, he doesn't need that anymore. So they'll start the season with Hayward healthy, Kyrie Irving healthy after making a deep playoff run with Terry Rozier starting and uh, getting big minutes from Marcus Smart and who's a restricted free agent and all the other guys, etc. So, in your view, in, in putting together your off-season outlook, let's let's answer the question of your headline: Is the trade unavoidable? Do you think?
1: You know, I I, I don't I wouldn't say unavoidable because uh, you know we've seen this happen before where. Uh, they're 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 going to be in a position where they're dealing from a uh, a position of strength and uh, and they're going to have the the, the pieces that other teams want. Uh, but you know, other teams always do, don't place the same value on their players and 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 uh, so yeah, you know, it, the the discussion is going to be unavoidable and the the uh, the 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 deep uh, uh, dives into uh, uh, what might be able to happen. That's all that's going to be unavoidable, uh, but. You know sometimes these things just fall apart uh, you know at the last minute or or, 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 or before that uh, uh, if you just can't get any traction on a deal so uh, I think that uh, there's no question that that coming in uh, they're going to be looking for, for what they can do to maybe smooth out the roster a little bit maybe uh try, tr- try to address some of their uh, shortcomings uh, but uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that something's definitely going to happen
0: yeah so Ainge had said in the exit interviews that it's more tinkering around the edges. We've heard that from Ainge before. Uh, in fact, he might have said it last summer. We know how that went. So, But I, I, obviously I don't think that they're in the same position. We've heard some talk about what do they do with Terry Rozier. Is, are they in a position to sell high on Terry Rozier? So let's, let's go with that potential scenario. Do you think there's an appetite league-wide to get a guy like Terry Rozier, considering how he performed – this season in the absence of Kyrie Irving and that he's got one year left on his rookie deal and that he's a restricted free agent. So if they like them, they like him. It's much more likely that they can keep him for a few more years. Do you think there is an appetite around the league for a Terry Rozier?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, there there is. Uh, It it is a, a situation where most of the teams I think the Celtics would be interested in and in, in possibly making moves with uh, aren't, aren't necessarily desperate for point guards. So that's that's one of the hindrances here. Uh, but uh, but but certainly, yeah, I, I think that what he showed and the fact that you can get a full year before you really have to commit to him. Uh, you know, obviously, we didn't see him uh, play 82 games in, in the role that he wound up in. Uh, I think a team would probably like to do that before they make a uh, a, a big commitment to him financially so uh, I, yeah I, I think he's he he's definitely has value for those reasons a for what he showed and and b for what his contract situation is i, th- I definitely would say there's an appetite there
0: now there the other thing well let, let's st- let's stick with the potential trades if you were to do you, do you have a feeling as to what the Celtics appetite might be as far as what kind of trades they're willing to make. I know we're going to work our way into getting a big because that's your other story. But do do you see from or do you get a sense or maybe you have information, whatever it is, on what the Celtics might be willing to do, who they might be at least more interested in dealing or taking a call on?
1: You know, I I think some of the names that we've heard – are, are, you know, a lot more smoke than fire. So, you know, Carl uh, uh, Anthony Towns, you know, there, there really haven't been, you know, solid discussions on any of that. That's not something that's, uh, uh, that's close to being realistic at sure. this point. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis, even Kawhi Leonard, you know, I, I, I just, none of that, uh, is, uh, when, when Danny says, you know, more painting around the edges, I, I, I believe him in that. I, I don't think that they're looking, uh for that kind of trade right now I just I just don't see that that uh, uh, is something that's going to be realistic for them uh, so you know I, I I think that it's going to be a more targeted sort of thing uh, that, uh, that that if they can uh, you know one thing that they've done we've seen this time and time again is is uh, you know if you're if you're cashing in an asset then you get a future asset you know so so if you do trade a Terry Rogier then then maybe you take back a player but you get a pick as well uh, down the line that that, that maybe you you are able to use in a, in another deal uh, in the future. So, uh, you, you know that's that's the sort of thing that I think would be more realistic than uh, uh, than 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 some of the uh, some of the deals that have been out there.
0: But from a Celtics perspective of their own players, do you have a sense of who might who they might be looking to say, okay, yeah, we'll take a call on this guy, or we're definitely not taking a call on this guy.
1: Well, I, you know, I I don't think anybody's necessarily off the uh, uh, off the board, Uh, you know, just just given the uh, situation. I obviously I I couldn't see Hayward getting traded. I couldn't see Kyrie getting traded. Uh, I couldn't see Jason Tatum getting traded. I think anybody else, uh, you know, they'd at least uh, uh, they at least have to listen. You know, I think, uh, uh, and 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 Tatum, you know, I guess maybe there's a chance that uh, uh, that they'd listen on that, but uh, uh, but but I think that that would really require. Uh, uh, I, I think that they really believe that he's going to be, uh, the, you know, the scorer that he's shown that uh, he has the capability of becoming. So I, I don't see them uh, uh, taking an offer really seriously on on, on Jason Tatum, uh, but beyond those three guys. I don't think anybody's off the table.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So that's all speculative stuff. Yeah. That's all just to be clear that we're not. So just so nobody listens to this and says, Hey, Sean Deveny reports on lockdown. No, right. right. So that's all speculative stuff. And I think it it falls in line with a lot of what we're thinking. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics did toy around with the idea of Terry Rozier selling high on Terry Rozier, getting an asset in return because, if they do keep Marcus smart, then that, that just kind of, there's not a lot of minutes. And sure, Rozier's great insurance, but we'll see. So let's get to your sourced story here that reports the Celtics are interested in Mo Bamba, the big man out of Texas, that they have interviewed him. They went to the pre-draft workout in, in Chicago, uh, the Combine, and uh, talked to him. How serious an interest do you know? Uh, how 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 far down the road are, are the Celtics on Bamba? Are they are they kind of on a scale of eh to Justice Winslow from a couple of years ago? Where are yeah. they on Mo Bamba?
1: Yeah, I I don't, I wouldn't put it at Justice Winslow just yet. I think they would like to, uh, uh, you know, have a little more time to, uh, uh, to, to sort of evaluate if they could possibly get a workout and things like that. That's all stuff that, that would still need to be worked out. Uh, but, you know, just, just the, uh, meeting. Having watched and and, and and trying to see how he fits in with that team, I think that uh, uh, that, that, that you know, if there's there's more interest than just meh, I think there's uh, I think it's what you would call legitimate interest. Uh, but uh, but, you know, obviously, with uh, the situation the team has been in, uh, in terms of uh, uh, dealing with the Eastern Conference finals, I just I just think they haven't that that hasn't been top of mind. And quite yet they, they still have time to to address that if they're going to pull together uh, any any kind of deal where they could actually be in position to get a guy like Mo Bamba
0: is this a situation where we should be watching if they bring him in for a workout and if they bring him in for a workout then oh no there's fire to this
1: yeah, oh yeah. I and mean, there's, I, I don't think that they'll, I don't think that they'll do something without without uh, uh, having a look at him. And, and I think that, you know, if you watched him over the course of of, of his season at Texas, I think that you'd really want to have a workout with him. You know, I I he's he was very up and down. Obviously, a great defensive player. We're, we're not sure uh, what what he can do uh, offensively. He hasn't really uh, shown that with any consistency. There's a lot of chatter that uh, that he's uh, uh, just in the few months that he's been uh, uh, that, that he's been. Uh, uh working out, uh, I believe, in L.A. Uh, that, uh, that, that that he's developed a, a much better jump shot already. Uh, if I'm going to you know make any kind of trade into the top five for the guy, I'm going to want to have a workout with him.
0: Sure. So I guess now the question becomes, what would it take? And now we're getting back into the speculation. So the Celtics have an interest in Mobamba, and we're not sure exactly what it is, but they clearly have an interest and they have some assets is it as simple as giving the Memphis Grizzlies their pick back next year, and just eliminating that? And it's it's not really an asset that the Celtics, uh, their own, and or you, I, I assume you'd have to attach some some sort of player. Do, do you see what do you see the price being to to get into that high a spot in the draft?
1: you know it's it's funny because john it's it's certainly at this point when you talk to folks around the league uh and 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 you know what it might take to i, I would think it's going to be top 6 because i i, I know orlando really likes mobamba uh at their spot as well and 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 he probably won't get past him certainly wouldn't get past 7 in chicago uh but uh yeah you know i, I so, so if you talk to people now uh, you know, people with different franchises uh, uh, who might be in, interested in making a deal, um, that, then you're hearing, uh, well, it would take Jason Tatum. And, and, uh, you know, I just have a hard time thinking that between now and three weeks from now that, 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 that teams aren't going to come off of that sort of, uh, uh, that sort of demand that, that of course you're going to ask for that now. Uh, but, uh, but, but I just, you know, obviously that's, that's, that's not going to happen. So, um, I, I think it's, it's still far enough away. And I know, you know, we're, we're saying, well, three weeks, geez, the, the draft's practically right upon us. Uh, but for teams, you know, this stuff, this stuff is slow motion. This stuff really, you know, that that three weeks is an eternity uh, when you're getting ready for the draft, as we saw last year. Uh, so yeah, you know, I think that, uh, uh, that 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 right now the price tag is is pretty high, but I expect that to come down. I expect that, you know, if you if you do involve a a player like Terry Rozier uh, and you give uh, you give one of the other picks. Uh, depending on uh, uh, depending on what what slot you're you're moving into, uh, then uh, th- th- then that should be. But from the Celtics' point of view, uh, that should probably be enough.
0: So, I don't want to put words in your mouth or anything like that. Uh, my take, I'll, I'll I'll just give you my take, and you tell me yeah. if you think that's a good take or not. The Celtics will go into the draft saying Terry Rozier and maybe one of either, and they have a, a series of picks from they've the best one will likely be the Sacramento pick I that they got from Philly but you know there's a risk maybe Sacramento's worse than everybody thinks and they get the number 1 pick and in, in which case it goes to Philly and that that would be a big drop to get Philly's pick instead they have the Memphis pick which is protected 1 through 8 and then they have the Clippers pick which is protected 1 through 14 right. right so i would say that depending on where how high they go the Celtics would be if I'm the Celtics, I'd be willing to say, here's Terry Rozier plus one of these picks, and depending on how high you get up to the draft, I would say either Memphis or the Clippers pick could be had to get into the top five, and this, I don't know, maybe that Sacramento pick is a little bit off-limits because it's it's so high that they could push that forward and either make that pick next season or... Like you mentioned, you talked about some big names, and I, I'm not afraid to talk about those big names too. You never know, <laughs> you never know in the by the trade sure. deadline, Sean, February, how pissed off is uh, Anthony Davis going to be, especially if Demarcus Cousins doesn't come back, and right. and what if they're what if they're middling around and they're not close to making the playoffs again? Do, do the Celtics decide we would rather? hold off on those picks i'm asking two questions in a very long question i apologize no, i get I get, where,
1: I get where you're going with this and but, I, I, I yeah I, I, I and i don't think I, I think you're right and and you know that's that's been the way that they've approached us where they've you know all along you know they've they've talked to any number of teams about about big time players and and like i say you know a lot of times you talk about it and it just doesn't come to fruition. You just can't get to, uh, you know, where a deal has traction and where a deal actually gets done. So, uh, you know, as long as that's the case, then, uh, then, 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 you know, you're, you're, you're okay hanging on to your assets and, and, and waiting for the, for, for the Kyrie deal to come along, you know, wait, you know, waiting for that right deal where, where, okay, now we do have traction. Now we do have a situation where uh, you've got to make that trade. So uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I I think they'd be fine with that, with, 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 uh, you know, holding on to that, that Sacramento pick. Uh, but at the same time, I think that, you know, you, you, you get to a point where, you know, what are you holding on to the assets for? You know, where where okay. We're, when are we going to start saying, okay, this is the team we're going to try to win a championship with and not, and, and not, uh, uh, not, not, not always look at, uh, uh okay, who's the next big, uh, guy we, we can, we can pursue rather than say, Hey, look, we're ready to win now.
0: There, there is that. The, the, let's, let's talk about that just for a quick second. Is there a possibility here that Danny Ainge could get greedy because they, they have under contract for the, Next season, Hayward, Horford, Irving, and then obviously all the young guys. And then the following year, presuming that they give Kyrie Irving some some extension, mm-hmm. that he'll be back, Al Horford will be back. So you've got two more years of those guys, right. and then they could go away. After that, you still have at least one more year of Jason Tatum. Jalen yeah. Brown, three years from now, becomes a restricted free agent, and they could yeah. hold on to him. Maybe they do think... They're, they're on two separate paths. They're a win-now team. They're obviously a win-now team. In two years, they could figure something out where they flip Al Horford, they flip Kyrie Irving do something where they turn around and say, we're going to be a win-now team, but with Jason Tatum as our superstar and Jalen Brown as our star, and the, the as-yet-to-be-named second-round pick, thank you, Sacramento Kings, could be the third star of that team.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, there's certainly. What they've done is, is try to have those two tracks where you have guys that you're paying the rookie deals to, and then you have, you know, the guys that you're paying the, uh, uh, the 20, 20, plus million dollar contracts to. Uh, and, and really, I mean, that's almost what you have to do in the NBA in general, but they've been fortunate to have as many picks as they do where, where they can also be building sort of this, uh, the team that we just saw, uh, go to game seven of the Eastern Conference final while they still have this other team that's, that's that that's really good but at the same time you know you don't you don't get that many chances you know it's 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 not it, you're right i think greedy was the word you use and i think that's the right word where where you don't want to push that and 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 you know always look for the next thing rather than saying okay what we've got now is 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 pretty good and 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 we need to uh, uh we, we need to get the most out of this group that we have uh and, and you know look and and and, and i Think that that doing something like trading up in the draft and, and, and getting a Mobamba, for instance, uh, you know that's a little bit of both, really. I because I think that's a guy who, who who can help you sooner rather than later, um, despite his age and inexperience and 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 what he you know the, the fact that he might not be the best uh, uh, offensive center out there. Uh, he's still a guy who can help you and and and, and kind of fit in with the uh, with the young group as well. So yeah, I think if you could do both of those things, then then obviously you'd like to try uh, but but at the same time i do think that uh, uh you don't want you don't want to get too greedy
0: so before we let you go uh just one more thing about the celtics offseason uh and, and i'm sorry to throw this at you but, but marcus smart is a restricted free agent could you do you have any idea and do you have any reporting do you have any things you've heard about maybe the market for for smart uh, or the market for point guards in general, how this might play out for Marcus Smart?
1: You know, I I think he could very well wind up signing that, that qualifying offer. I think that would be the best thing, certainly for the Celtics, uh, and probably for him, because uh, there's not going to be that much of a market uh, in terms of point guards in general especially not the kind of point guard that Marcus is uh, I just uh, you know I th- there might be a handful of teams you know I know Indiana is, is is a team that hasn't traditionally gone after restricted free agents but 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 uh, from what I've heard will will we'll consider changing that this year just given what their cap situation is and and and, and what their situation in terms of uh, uh, how they played this year is uh, I don't know if Marcus, Marcus Smart is the guy that they would target it with that, but uh, but that's that that would be a possibility. Uh, but but you just go right, right down the list, and it's it's hard to find the team that, that you say, okay, that's the one that's going to give him, uh, you know, fourteen million bucks. Uh, I, I think the qualifying offer is probably uh, uh, the best thing for everybody involved. And, uh, um, you know, obviously his injury history is a concern. But uh, I just think that uh, if he can get through next year, keep playing the way he played this year, uh, and, uh, and, and, and there'll be more money out there in 2019. Well, let me
0: ask you this because I've been floating this idea as a possible alternative to that because you're not the only person who said that. That seems to be kind of a prevailing thought.
1: And John, I'll just just to, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. that that's true of just about all the restricted free agents. I mean, there's just not a great market out there for restricted free agents this summer. Uh, you know, you'll probably see Aaron Gordon sign a, a pretty good deal with Orlando, but for most of those restricted free agents, it's going to be a pretty uh, a pretty cold summer.
0: Yeah, it, I, I feel like that's the way it's shaping up. And this is my thought on Marcus Smart. You tell me if this is possible or if I'm off base, and I should just get off of this because I've <laughs> I've kind of latched onto this idea. Of a two-year, 20 to $25 million deal for Marcus Smart, that sort of is a best of both worlds, where Smart gets money, maybe less than he thinks he's worth, but certainly more than $6 million. He gets it for two years. Then in the summer of 2020, all of the crazy, stupid spending, the Evan Turner, Timothy Mozgov type mm-hmm. contracts come off the books. All of the drunken spending is kind of in the past, and much more money opens up the Celtics get smart sticking around for that window with Horford and Irving and Hayward guaranteed to all be together for two more years. And then from there, they can kick the can down the road uh, and smart gets into a much more, I think, depending on what the spending happens in the next couple of years, a much more uh, palatable situation. He's still 27. Maybe he's won a title. Maybe he's won two. and, And he gets a little bit of extra shine off of that do you think a two-year deal is something – we don't see a lot of them like that in this situation. Do you think that's something that could be pursued?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, 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 there's certainly a logic there, and and uh, and it would be good for both sides, except that that would send – unless they did something else, that would send the Celtics into the luxury tax this year. Uh, and then if they do a, a, a new deal for Kyrie – Uh, that probably sends them in for the next year as well. And now you're getting into the repeater tax and you know, I, I know this owner ownership group says that that they're willing to pay the tax, and and I believe them. I think they will, uh, but I don't think they're going to go crazy. It's not going to be Golden State. You know, they don't own their building the way that the Warriors are are, are going to when they get the new place in San Francisco. Um, you know, there's there's much more uh, limited revenue for the Celtics uh, than there are than, than there is for some other teams out there. Uh, so I, I think they'll be willing to pay the luxury tax, but I think there's a limit on how much they'll be willing to do. So you know, if you're, I think that's a question you have to ask is it is it worth it to start the the, the clock on the luxury tax on on, on when you're going to be paying and when that repeater tax is going to kick in uh are, are you going to be willing to do that for two years of market smart that's that that to me is a big question all
0: right i'll have to look at that because there has to be a way for them to get out from under the tax on the plus side though they do have the full season to get out under that tax line right they can yeah. so they can they could pull a deal later on to if they wanted to save that tax money
1: yeah but I mean the the way that they're set up was something I was saying earlier is is you know you've got the three contracts that are that are twenty million plus with Kyrie al and 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 Gordon Hayward uh, and then your number two contract is uh it's it's Jason Tatum at six point seven. You don't have a lot of middle ground there you know there's not a lot that you can just say, all right well, we'll get rid of this guy and that that'll send us under the cap. You know who? I mean, you, you'll have right. to be like Marcus Morris or something, uh, and and I'm not sure you really want to do that. So, you know, that's it's it's the way things. You don't have a lot of you know 10 million dollar guys really in the whole league anymore, uh, and 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 that makes it more difficult to uh, to do such to just say, okay, well we'll make a deal to get under the tax. All right, but but how are you going to do that?
0: a good question i have to go do more math to figure out the <laughs> yeah, answer to do that to the math, john and you'll see what i'm saying <laughs> i'm not i'm not good at quick math so it's going to take me a little while to, to figure this one out sean uh as always a uh, pleasure having you on and thank you for coming on to detail your reporting on the celtics and and what they might do in this draft really appreciate it my man all
1: right john thanks for having me
0: lots of great stuff uh, sean's a great friend of the show because every time i ask him to come on he comes on anytime he has a celtics piece that uh needs discussion. He's happy to come on and discuss it. So go check him out on the sporting news. It's a sporting com. Click on their NBA stuff. And he is all over the place there. You can follow him at Sean Devaney on Twitter. That's D E V E N E Y at Sean Devaney, Sean S E A N. So follow him on Twitter. He's got a lot of great information. And uh, just a good, good guy all around is always very nice to the show. Before we go, I guess I should mention the weirdness in Philly. And I don't know that that's something where I think we should maybe have all of the guys around and we can get into it uh, a little bit more when we're all together. But the revelation that somebody, either Brian Colangelo, or someone close to Brian Colangelo had a number of uh, burner Twitter accounts, tweeting sensitive information about the team to uh, reporters, to other people, to play. is first of all, it's such insanity that this this is the capper to what has been an amazing. Weird NBA season. The story, first of all, on The Ringer was insane enough. And now, tonight, as we record this, there is wide speculation that Brian Colangelo's wife is behind it. And no one knows for sure if it's Colangelo, someone out to frame Colangelo, if it is his wife, if it is a kid, an assistant, who knows? but people are sleuthing around the internet and his wife has turned out to be a prime suspect which hey if you think about it it makes sense he's he probably talks he got to talk to somebody about it talk to his wife and she wants to defend her husband she wants to you know she doesn't like hearing bad things about her husband out there and maybe she wants to defend him and i think the key pieces of evidence is that someone found out that one of the burner accounts was tweeting at the same time he was talking at a press conference. So maybe it wasn't him. Uh, And people are going and doing things like trying to reset passwords just to see what the last two numbers of the phone number are and then piecing it together from there. It's just mind-blowing the level of investigation, for lack of a better term, is going on here with all of this. I I'm at a complete loss for words. However this works out, this is the weirdest story in a weird, weird, weird NBA season. Remember when Bobby Portis knocked out Nikola Miritich? Remember when that happened? Like, that. that is just not even in, like, the top 10 of weird things that happened in the NBA. And this has ascended to, like, number one. We'll see what happens with that. I I just want to, I guess, say thank you to whomever it was for knocking Sixers fans back down a peg. Because after all of those years of being embarrassed, they felt really, really full of themselves and really, really, really too happy about what happened with the process this year. And they should feel happy. I think a few of them went a little overboard. So this was a just enough of an embarrassment to the franchise where they have to take a little step back and say, "All right. All right, we're going to stop bragging so much about what what what's happening. We'll just take a little take a little step back. Sixers not immune to embarrassment. So lots to look forward to in Philly, but this is a nice little uh reminder that it's not all great. Not all great. Still some Of screwed up things going on there, so just want to say thanks to the Colangelos or whomever is pretending to be the Colangelos or whomever is framing the Colangelos for this. Just thanks for this little bit of fun and just a tiny, tiny bit of a reality check for Sixers fans. That's it. I want to thank again Sean Devaney of the Sporting News for joining us. I want to thank you for listening. If you are not a subscriber, uh, subscribe, search for lockdown Celtics, wherever you get podcasts. If this is your first time again, this is worth subscribing to, uh, we'll be here, uh, for I guess five days a week and for another little bit. And then we're going to scale it back at some point soon. We'll scale back to three days because there won't be enough to talk about, but we'll, we'll get, we'll get into three shows and then the off season. We'll, we'll do them as necessary, but we'll still be here multiple times a week. So be sure to subscribe and, Uh, If you are a subscriber, we would love a five-star rating wherever you rate your podcasts, and especially on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called now. Leave a good review. Uh, If you like the show, uh, if you have a criticism, just hit hit me up directly. Let me know. Uh, I know we've had some audio issues over the course of time. You know, we're trying our best, so we hope it's enough that uh, you can give us that five-star rating. Good review. Really helps us out. Uh, So, yeah. Thanks. So that's the show. Thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Celtics podcast. We're part of the lockdown On Podcast.